Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm Mr. Boomstick XL. This is Double Barrel Gaming, and we are here, man, we're here to talk about Xbox, as always, as we do every Tuesday. Unfortunately, we, uh, man, we got a lot of weeds to dig through on today's new episode. I mean, um, the last, uh, I don't know, um, four days for Xbox, man, it's, it's been tough, uh, both on the community side, as well as just the actual, uh, Xbox side. Um, you know, last week we were hit with some pretty, uh, disappointing, uh, news that, um, both Starfield and Redfall were, uh, were delayed for reasons that, you know, were not really expressed to us outside of, well, they need more time. And you know what? That is perfectly fine. Um, you know, we have seen many, many delays. I mean, Metroid Prime 4 for Nintendo is still vaporware. Uh, Breath of the Wild was delayed this year. We have a strong suspicion that God of War, uh, Ragnarok, uh, may see the delay bug. And it has a lot to do with working from home, which is a thing. Uh, COVID has wreaked its other ugly head once again. And, well, you know, unfortunately... You know, you want to make gains, but you also want to live uh, and you want to keep your family safe. So it's not a big deal if these games get delayed. It, you know, they, we're all going to be better for it. The games are going to be better for it. Um, but unfortunately, and I said this uh, on the stream that I did the day it was announced, and I will say it again because I'm a man of my word. Uh, the way it was done was extremely disappointing. Uh, it felt like it had no weight to the way it was done. You know, simply update for Red or Redfall and Starfield thumbnail. Um, I, 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 I'm still bothered by that, folks. I, I, considering that Microsoft isn't an indie company, considering that they are one of the richest companies in the world, Xbox has become one of their biggest go-to brands. That kind of announcement needed someone to talk about it. It needed a face. To go with it. And that face should have been Todd Howard. Um, he should have got out there on stage or on a video speaking to us as fans. And he didn't. Um, and uh, I thought that even to this day, the, the, the silence that has come out of Xbox with the lack of, uh, of real, you know, like empathy or explanation um, has, has really bothered a lot of people in this community uh, I'm not personally going to get into some of the things that went on. There was a lot of fighting between people. Uh, I am I completely stayed out of social media. In fact, I, I completely, uh, outside of maybe posting a picture of a pizza pie and a few other things, I stayed away from social media because it got really ugly. It got nasty, and I don't want no part of that. Um, but, you know, it, 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 we, we even seen in some aspects – um, that there was some bullying going on. And that's something that Double Barrel Gaming and uh, will not stand for. Um, I think that you're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Certainly you are responsible for what you say on the interwebs. And if you say something that is, um, you know, people find to either be offensive or, or not a proper moment in time to say something, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get backlash. Uh, so usually uh, I, I have learned that when I'm going to tweet something, if I don't feel good about tweeting it, I just delete it before it goes out, before it gets sent. I feel that it's, sometimes it's better just not to say things. Um, but 
folks, we we have a great show prepared for you today. We are down a significant amount of members. As you can see, it's literally just three of us right now. Boxenberger should be here. And uh, N64 Josh hopefully will be arriving soon. Uh, Pong Soul is not here today. And Mav is uh, taking care of some family business. His daughter is not feeling well. So we wish her the best, of course. But we're still going to drop some serious topics today. Uh, but let, before we get into that, let's welcome back uh, Zemi Games, uh, podcaster, YouTube channel creator, and now video game creator. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I've just uh, I've just been busy playing a uh, a ton of uh, Fallout Four here recently, and then nice. um, yeah, this Thursday, uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Swan Song comes out, and I'm actually really really excited for that game. So. Uh, but yeah, man, just uh, just been relaxing, playing games. Um, I, I've, I'm continuing to work on uh, the game back to school. There's, you know, certain things that I just have to wait for that are kind of out of my control. But uh, other than that, man, um, yeah, I've just been relaxing and having fun, man. So yeah, I'm super excited to, you know, hop back onto the Xbox Factor podcast. It definitely seems like you need me today. So yeah, uh, no, I'm, we, we I'm absolutely did. We <laughs> absolutely did. And we're happy to have you. And of course, making his way back here. Hopefully he's had his spot of tea. Uh, VJ, brother, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Boom. Thanks for having me back on the show. And um, I'll tell you what, it's really nice to see um, all these sort of uh, really pleasant messages in the in the chat sort of greeting us this morning. So I just wanted to say just a shout out to the chat, really, to say uh, thank you so much, you know, to make us making us feel welcome. Yeah, no, no, we have an incredible chat. Um, and uh, I just want to throw a message in there, uh, both Zemi and uh, and UVJ. So because I, I, I want to make you guys mods, obviously, sometimes I miss some things. And I want to make sure that if there are any a-holes that find their way here, uh, and there was one already. We had to we had to ban him four four times, I think it was. And uh, I'm not going to mention names, but I, I I'm I I would be remiss if I didn't say this. As a 51 year old man uh, who has had a very very uh, incredible career as a New York City police officer, uh, and has has really grown my YouTube channel uh, in ways I never thought it would ever get to. I I I, I, I might get some backlash from what I'm about to say, but I have to say it. Um, bullying, like I said before, is unacceptable behavior, whether that be coming to someone's chat, that means, you know, attacking someone on social media, it's unacceptable behavior. And, and I got to say that the, the person that was in here that had to get banned numerous times, what kind of life are you living that you have to come to someone's chat to be a complete D bag? Like I would really take the time that you have put into being here to try and sour the mood, look in the mirror and ask, man, what, what are you doing with your life? Maybe you need to do some community service, give back a little bit and maybe get in the right, the right track. I don't know. But speaking of right tracks, making his way back after numerous times being out. And that's obviously family comes first. He was on vacation. And then of course his poor now six-year-old son broke his arm, man. I, oh yeah. my God. I, I wanted to cry at that picture. Boxenberger, how the heck are you, brother? Welcome back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. I missed you guys the last two We weeks. missed the heck out of you as well. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a while now. So the last two shows, unfortunately I couldn't make, like you said, yeah. um, family issues my son is doing a lot better we were he at looks, the hospital you could tell in the pictures that you yeah sent us absolutely in the he looks 
he looks like a kid is supposed to look, and that's that's wonderful to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's doing a lot better. We were at the hospital today, and we got the great news. Uh, the doctor said uh, his arm will recover completely. They were <sighs> he broke it multiple times, and they were a little scared that the wrist might be uh, stiff after the second surgery, but they said after the surgery in four weeks he will be back. To normal so good That's i'm awesome. happy as hell happy as hell and <laughs> i'm also excited to be here today again i really missed uh, chatting with you guys and with the community i see already tons of awesome people in the chat so can't wait for an awesome show here today yeah well it's great to have you back and um listen let, let, let's let, let's get into it you know obviously we don't like negativity but sure. sometimes, you know, you got to talk about things that are happening. And good friend of the program, good friend of this community, Idle Slaw, posted something this morning that I thought was worthy of an opening topic. Um, and, it, and it leads to the question of what, what, what's really going on with, with Xbox First Party. Um, uh, as, as we know, uh, Playground Games has undertook or undertaken, I should say, uh, a very hefty and lofty responsibility and that was rebooting fable now fable is an incredible microsoft ip it had a stellar trilogy the third one not as well received as one and two which two is still my favorite but it was still a fantastic trilogy it is an, an ip that microsoft owns that they wind up getting uh, obviously, uh, Lionhead created it, and unfortunately, Lionhead is no more. So they have uh, taken on the responsibility of bringing us a third-person, story-driven um, uh, fantasy romp, if you will, with, of course, some of the tropes that made Fable what it is. You know, kick, uh, chicken kicking, which is something that uh, Zemi Games is is going to be really known for. I bet there's going to be an achievement, kick a, a chicken a hundred times, you know, 10 points and, and maybe, get maybe it. you know, maybe Peter gets involved. <laughs> maybe, hopefully Peter doesn't get involved with that. Um, but listen, uh, as I was saying, Idle Sloth, friend of this friend of this program, good friend of this program, as a matter of fact, he posted something that makes me wonder how far away Fable actually is. And are we actually going to get a chance to see some gameplay this june 12th and it looks like folks i don't think so according to a job listing the playground games is currently looking for a senior rendering engineer and according to idle sloth he says fable is still at early stages of development and he obviously he he put the linkedin from where they're actually looking and let's break this down um, boom this boom Yes, I sir. have to jump in here. I just saw. I'm sorry. I, I really please just no no that. jump in. We followed think? up with a second post. Uh, unfortunately, that was a mistake. That oh. uh, job listing was from 2019. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, thank you so, for the correction. All right, but it's still worth a discussion because um, if we look at it, boom, Fable has been in development openly since 2017. In fall 2017, Playground yep. Games for the first time admitted that they are working on an action RPG. They didn't say they're working on Fable. They said, we are working on an action RPG and building up a second team. And in January 2017, we heard the rumor about Fable uh, being handed over to a British developer, the IP. We didn't know that it was Playground at the time, but 
So that game has been in development for five plus years now. So yeah, let's discuss this. Is it is it going to be the, at the show this year? Well, you know what? First of all, it's great to have you back. And thank, thank you for you. the correction because I didn't <laughs> see that. Idols yeah, I just is, saw it either. Phenomenal with doing that. Yes. Listen, if there's anyone that you should follow outside of everybody that comes onto this show, Idol Sloth is your guy. The guy knows his stuff. Uh, he is uh, someone that I highly respect and thank because a lot of the times I get a lot, a lot of information in my DM from him. Um, but I do want to discuss Fable because it, it does look, I would be really lying to you. If I didn't say publicly, and I know, again, this is, this is, I'm being honest, you know, I know Microsoft listens to the show and I'm extremely humbled for that. A, a, a little bit, um, the, the, the wind has been taken out of my sail a little bit for, go, come, coming into June 12th. Now, are they going to blow our socks off? Well, it looks like they are. I, I, I have no doubt that they are going to outdo themselves. And, uh, you know, uh, Kay Asante had said something. Uh, the other day that stuck with me. And he said that, you know, the the boldness of the way that this was done, where it was just, uh, uh, here these games are delayed with no real oomph to, to explain why outside of outside of them needing uh, some some time to, you know, to, to make it right. Uh, he feels, uh, and I agree with him, that Microsoft uh, has something up their sleeves. What is that? I, I don't know, but I, I am going to be honest and tell you that the wind has been taken out of my sail a bit for the uh, for leading up into the June 12th show. I was riding a very high wave, and then this 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 news, not one game, but two games, it it it, it sent a, a shockwave through the Xbox community and, and a shockwave of disappointment. Again, the delays are not the issue, right? I've said that before. Uh, just delay the game. You do not want to put out a you know a buggy mess, and that's fine. But now we hear right now 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 we we're, we're coming up with a question, right? Where is Fable? And thanks to Boxenberger, uh, we know that the game has in fact been openly discussed as being in development since 2017. I'm no mathematician, folks. Just let me throw it out there. But that's five years, according to my my, my you know my my my, my math and. We got. We do know, and we have to talk about this, Boxenberg. And I want to go to you first on this. We they did say yeah. that you know we heard some rumors that the team itself was having some trouble with development because they've never done an open world game before. Um, and listen, you know, I have to go back to Guerrilla Games when they came out with Horizon uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They took almost six and a half years to release that game, and that's because that team was normally just used to first person shooters. And look how the game came out. It was it's it's a modern day masterpiece. Now awesome. some people may yeah. disagree with me, but I I really do like Guerrilla Games, and I really do like Horizon as a, as a franchise. Yeah. So the question now begs: We saw a CD trailer a couple of, a couple of years ago, and uh, now it's uh, you know it's it's it, it's it's been a while. Uh, Boxenberg, do we see actual gameplay of Fable? <laughs> yeah, that is a fantastic question. Um I mean, yeah, five five years seems like a long time. Um and I 
would say that the game is fairly long in development, probably a 23 title with all the delays. It could also very well be a 24 title. Um, but of course, after five years, you should be able the, the, the thing is that Xbox does not like to show gameplay in advance, especially far in advance. Remember the launch of the Series X? We have see, haven't seen gameplay running on the Series X until three days before the launch of the console. Um, Halo Infinite um, was probably that 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 game. Uh, what made them change their mind? They want want to avoid that crack situation again. So, could they show something? Definitely, I. I would be surprised if the game wasn't far along in the development so that they have nothing to show. Will they, though? That That is is really a good question. Um, I think it, it depends a little bit on what else they have to show. Um, the, the, the thing with all the Xbox games right now is they have 20 announced um, or at least known Xbox first-party titles, um, but they have all all been announced with CGI trailers. And you can do that for the first time when you officially announce a Fable reboot like they did in 2020. Or Avowed, uh, even. Or Avowed, in tw- also 2020, CGI trailer. Yeah. The second time you show that game, you cannot do a CGI trailer anymore. You have to show something in-game, in-engine. Um, and and that is really the question. We have heard the rumors that apparently every every um xbox all 23 studio studios submitted something that's submitted right. something yeah. yeah so playground games apparently has submitted something but that could also very well be a forza horizon 5 dlc you know uh, so i i'm really not sure um it it kind of depends um on on really what the other studios are going to show let me tell you this though i think Xbox has two two options for this showcase. They can either pull out a few surprises, and we are going to talk about some options later. I know it's in the title and the thumbnail. Yeah. We will talk about could Wolfenstein 3, for instance, be there, or Hellblade 2, or maybe even an Avowed. I don't know. We will talk about it later in the show. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if they don't have that big surprise for this year, something that nobody expects, they kind of have to be um, this forward yeah, what's the proper phrasing? Um, forward thinking or forward showing. They they have to do something um, to get the excitement really up. They yeah. can't do it if they don't show some gameplay for one of their biggest and most anticipated IPs. And that's definitely a fable. That's a Hellblade. That's an Avowed. And maybe a Perfect Dark. So these are the big ones. That the right. big, big quadruple <laughs> a, a, a blockbusters if you want to say it like that yeah and they have to show something from it and since fable is the one that is the longest in development i think it is a good candidate but i wouldn't place a bet on it to be honest yeah you know look i want to say this and, and please chat uh, you know express your opinions because everyone's opinion here matters absolutely the thing is this microsoft did such an amazing job last year as such an absolutely incredible job with their E3 that the show was a 10 out of 10. And just based on that information, 
leading into the June 12th show, they had a mountain to climb because they have to at least match. Most people, like myself, were expecting them to exceed it. Now, maybe that maybe that's too lofty. Maybe I'm putting maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment. But with everything that they have in in, in actual development, I say no. I say that I, I I should expect them to bring the fire, if you will. And now that we have this monster news that literally was so big, it fractured. It literally fractured the Xbox community. For all of the wrong reasons. And it's um, it's weird to see because this is something I've always said about the Xbox community. That neither the PC community, nor the Nintendo, nor the PlayStation community has. The, the Xbox community has always been kind of united. You really yes. felt the community. Yes. When you look at, for instance, the PC Master Race community. yeah, They are also arguing within their community about stuff. Uh, you don't have that... Um, with usually with the Xbox community, and I right. put up a Twitter post earlier today. I haven't seen the community this divided, to be honest, for a long, long for, time. For, for quite some time, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's been a minute for sure, and it's and it's unfortunate to see. But it is, it is. But what this delay does now, this delay <laughs> does more than fracture the community, get people to be fighting, which really shouldn't. It's just games, man, and there really is yeah. so much to play. Um. But what this does is put even more focus and eyes on Microsoft's show. It really does, because now people are seeing this train wreck of two of their biggest games that were supposed to carry them this entire 2022, right? Like, when we started this year, what did I say? Please, point. And I, 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 no one has to point me out because I'm going to point myself out. What did I say? I said Xbox has four amazing games coming this year. I said that in the beginning of the year. I said they have Motorsport, which we still don't know, right? They have um, Redfall. They have Starfield, and they and, and of course the one forgotten game that no one ever brings up in a conversation is poor Deathloop. Yeah, it was out on the PlayStation Five, but a lot yeah, of people do, didn't. Do you play really that think game. this comes out this year? Well, I, yeah, they had it. Well, supposedly it was a year exclusivity, so like it can't... nothing. See, the thing is, it's all supposedly, and nothing has been said officially. It but, hasn't but even been again, confirmed officially that it's a timed exclusive. That's right. all rumors from the community, speculations. Everyone is assuming that, but there has been no word about whether it's actually a timed exclusive or how long that timed exclusivity deal well, is. I, I, I'm pretty sure the timed exclusivity was for a year. That that is from what we understand. Same thing with Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. So, but 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 again, that's how I started the year, and I said if they can deliver those four games, plus all of their third party deals and everything that they get into Xbox Game Pass, man, what a what a what a back to back you know banner year for Xbox. And now I sit back and I'm like, well, you know, they they announced it so abruptly. They they did it in in the and the worst way, I know, folks, I'm I'm a broken record, but God damn it, I was I, I'm still really pissed about that. A thumbnail, like you expect yeah. me to do that? I don't have a <laughs> a, a, 
a group of people working for him. Podcasting yeah. out of the corner. Even, of even you do, would do it in a more classy Come way, on, uh, honestly. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I'm sorry. I've seen your you. reaction show. Um, I, I listened to that while I was you sitting know, in the so, waiting room of the of the hospital. Listen, so uh, you had a great point there. But if I may, yeah, uh, please, add to please this one, elaborate. One thing. Now we're going to bring Zemi Games, who's smiling, so he has something sure, smart to say. Sure, sure. I'm, so, I'm sorry to take. Man, I, I've missed this podcasting. I have so much to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it, it only takes a few seconds. Um, see. You're absolutely right. Uh, they should have put out like a video statement or something. And in addition to that, they could have said one short statement like, listen, community, we know it's disappointing, but we have a surprise coming up at yes. the big showcase. We yes. have something. Just give us a hint. But the fact that they didn't do that is 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 really either it's poor, just poor communication and bad marketing their biggest yeah. achilles heel and you've you, yeah. you've talked about that on your show as well yeah. as this show and in your videos and uh or it they really don't have something uh, so it's either of the two but i fully agree with you the way how they did it um isn't isn't a class act yeah no no Z zemi games let's bring you into the conversation let's reel this back this this madness yeah. back in put the try and put the <laughs> the genie back in the bottle so to speak but before we do I got to thank a lot of people. Super Chats have come in. Uh, first one of the day comes to us from Gamers Play HUD Zero, good friend of the program. He drops a $2 Super Chat and says, hashtag gaming over bullying, uh, drop, drop the toxic, pick up a controller. Well said, my brother. Absolutely. There's no, there's no reason for to to toxicity. We are going to have an adult conversation today. We're going to hash out our feelings. And, you know, it, it, you know if, if you're enjoying the podcast, great. That's awesome. If you're not, I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Uh, you know, we come here every week to do this because we love Xbox. Hopefully, you'll hang around. Drawn TJ drops not one but two Super Chats, the first one of $2. He says, hey, guys, good morning, people. Oh, he says, good morning. People need to stop crying. I mean, if you're being overly emotional, I, I I would agree. There's no reason for tears. It's just games, and there's quite a lot to play. But you know, it, it, people are entitled to have their feelings, uh, you know, and, and express them as long as it's not you know in, in a in a improper way, so to speak. Drawing TJ drops an additional wow, a twenty dollar super chat, and he says these games are delayed, not canceled. Plus, where the he where the heck is? The Forza Horizon expansion and the new 2022 cars. It's been seven months and they have killed their fan base. It's just like the Halo situation. Does Xbox need new management? Management is, is that's a, again, I mean, we can speak in hypotheticals because we don't know what the inner management is. And I'm not comfortable, you know, uh, expressing that just yet. I have to, I, I have to find out why. Yeah, we're going to ask the question. And again, tomorrow night's primetime gaming is going to be a big one. Uh, not only do we have uh, OBM or One Bad Mother from uh, Xbox Era joining us, we, we're going to be diving into some big, big topics regarding uh, what, what what Microsoft's Plan B might be, um, and uh, you know, and if, and if they have one, uh, and plus a few other uh, you know interesting but you know uh, current topic, current conversations. That show goes live on our new day, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope you can join us. Uh, uh, Don Otaku drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, it's not a rumor. It was confirmed in a trailer. So I, I'm, I'm assuming he means uh, Deathloop. So, yes, so it, it is a one-year exclusive. Thank you, Don, for that. Um, but, Zemi, uh, let's get to Fable. If, yeah. if, if, if I were a betting kind of a guy, and I don't like to gamble, 
Um, I would say mm-hmm. that if there's one game that's on your radar that you are looking forward to the most outside of uh, Skyrim, you know, sequel, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, whatever that turns out to be, uh, it's Fable for a multitude of reasons. Uh, we do have it on good authority that the game has been in some form of development since 2017. We have it on good authority that the team was finding some struggles in creating this massive open world, something that Playground Games uh, knows how to do with cars, maybe not so much with actual characters. Um, is it important, and do you think that they are going to show something? Because this is one of their big ones. This is There's no doubt this is a, a big one for Xbox. Do we see it on the 12th, dude? You know, I mean, that's a that you know, as uh, Archimedes points out, you know, that's a big question, man. Um, and and you know, here's the thing, right? You know, whenever, whenever, you know, um, to answer this question, I, I kind of need to backstep and talk about the whole uh, tragedy that is Starfield and Redfall getting delayed. Yes, that is terrible. But Xbox is a big, big company. Like they are a beast. They, these acquisitions have have positioned them. Uh, better than probably almost any other company right in in the gaming industry and so they have a ton of ip and a ton of games and a ton of studios to come out and talk about and so because of that it really makes it hard to say whether or not we will see fable um you know i i i've been following you know the the whole fable four i think it's just going to be called fable but um, you know, th- this fourth Fable game, I've been, you know, following this since, you know, 2016 or 2017, whenever, you know, it was uh, first, you know, whenever the first whispers were coming out about this game, right? Yeah. And so they've been working on this for a very long time. How long was pre-production for this title? I have no idea. This was, you know, this is a brand new um you know, uh, genre for playground games, it could have taken a lot longer. Uh, they were building, you know, another team to, to help, you know, uh, create this game. How long did that hiring process take? I, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't really know. Right. Um, and so, you know, because we don't have all the information, it's, you know, it's, it's really, really hard to say when we're going to, to, to actually expect to see this game dropping, you know, or releasing. And because that's hard to say, kind of hard to say uh whether or not we're going to see this game uh during uh you know xbox's showcase this june i think that there is a very good chance of it happening i i wouldn't you know i wouldn't go ahead and chisel it in stone or anything but i I think there is a decent chance of us seeing uh the new fable game you know um now you know that could possibly be uh gameplay that could possibly be just in engine footage or it could also, you know, potentially be, and, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but it could potentially be uh, another kind of cinematic trailer uh, that is just longer and more detailed and, 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 and give us more, you know, hints and tips uh, about what this game is truly going to be like. You know, uh, they could definitely show, you know, Fable. And in and, and, and any of those three situations that I listed, whether it is, you know, another cinematic trailer, whether it's gameplay, um, or, or whatever else, um, I would be happy with. I am super, super excited about, you know, uh, the, the next Fable game. I, you know, just historically, I have loved the franchise. Um, you know, for me personally, like the first one's always going to be my favorite. The third one's actually my second favorite, which is going to get me a lot of hate probably in the chat. Uh, and then my third favorite is, of course, uh, the second Fable game. Um, but, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I can't wait for it to drop. And, um, you know, we could possibly see, uh, see it during the showcase. That would definitely, uh, change a lot of people's, uh, you know, negative perceptions about, um, you know, the, the, uh, about how Xbox handled, uh, announcing the delay of, uh, Starfield and, uh, and Redfall. However, you know, we, we would, you know, it would be absurd to think that that would, that, that those, that fable is, you know, Xbox's saving grace. And I don't think anyone, you know, I I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on anyone's uh, game's back. I I, I, I think that as a whole, they all have an important uh, piece to making xbox game studios like i wouldn't put that on one particular game I mean, some people may say oh it's supposed to be halo or it's supposed to be gears or forza because those are the pedestals sure. but i i don't think so I, I think that microsoft and that's a great point i mean absolutely fantastic point that it shouldn't be one game that is holding up the whole brand because that's not like that for any any one uh nintendo game or for that matter a sony game Sure, you know, absolutely. And, and and once again, you know, gamers are different. We all don't like the same games. We're not, you know, not everyone that's listening to this uh to this podcast is 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 a Uber Halo uh not Halo fan, um uh Fable, Fable fan, fan yeah. that's super excited for this game to come out. There's going to be a lot of people in the chat right now that just aren't really, you know, they don't really care one way or another about Fable. It's just not uh, a game that interests them and so you know relying on one game uh to 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 lead your brand would just be a poor idea altogether but to harken back to that um once again xbox has so much ip they have um so many studios so many games that are currently in the works uh that you know upcoming you know this upcoming june showcase i have no doubt is going to be a really really good show yeah um as always manage your expectations you know um until they officially announce something is actually going to be showed off during the show don't expect it to be there because then you may get disappointed and, and upset for um you know the wrong reasons um but you know, there. I I'm really really excited coming into uh you know this June, seeing all the new games that are coming out uh for you know Xbox, um and also don't underestimate the power of third party deals, getting games into uh into Game Pass, um because you know that that could definitely be one of Xbox's huge uh saving graces uh, to getting. Uh, a lot of the community back on their side and and kind of have them forget about all the negativity. Um, one other thing, and I know this isn't Fable related, but one other idea that I had that I actually wanted to mention uh, during your last show, whenever we were talking about the uh, the uh, Starfield delay, is um, Modern Warfare 2 is releasing this year. And of course, we know that Xbox is working really, really closely with Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, there is... Of course, you know, no way of knowing this to be a fact, but there is the chance that we could potentially see Modern Warfare 2 coming into Game Pass day and date, right? Uh, we don't know how old those PlayStation contracts are. Um, if they uh, well, even actually, mention... we do. Um, we... we do know that uh, that Sony has the next three. Um, yeah, Call it's of Duty good until 2024. 2024 yeah. is when the contract expires. Exactly. So this this year's Call of Duty, we know that there won't be a mainline Call of Duty next year, but uh, Warzone 2 is coming, and then the one that drops in 24. Uh, so these three are under lock uh, from Sony. What we don't know is whether they have actually something in that marketing contract that forbids the game to come to Game Pass. This is the, is, is the yeah. question. But yeah. I would assume that it would will be really challenging 
to bring that um, into Game Pass before the acquisition goes through day, at least day and date. That's I highly doubt that. Sure, sure. You know, absolutely. And and, and 100%, I agree with you. That's what I was leading with. We don't know how, you know, old those contracts are. We don't know when they were initially signed. Of course, you pointed out that we do know when they end, but we also don't know the contact, the the contents of those contracts. It, you know, it, it is in the realm of possibility that it could potentially happen. Here, here's something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And folks, listen, I, 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 I don't, I don't have a law degree, right? I, I, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I know the law, the criminal law, because I was, I was a police officer for 21 years. But this, I do have a question. And uh, look, let, one of the things that we know, and I'm taking it away from video games, talking about movies. One of the things that we know uh, is Sony has the uh, owns the rights to Spider-Man and like 900 characters within the Spider-Man universe, right? That's a fact. That's known. They don't have the gaming rights. They have the film rights, right? One of the things that uh, is interesting is if, let's say, for instance, tomorrow, uh, Sony gets purchased by Apple. Let's say Apple buys PlayStation, right? They see that they're, you know, they have, they're, they're, they're just as rich as, and, and, and potentially in some markets, even more, even more rich than uh, than Microsoft. Those Spider-Man rights would revert directly back to Disney. They would revert because they they're not transferable. If if they get sold, they lose the they Sony would the the company would lose those rights. Now I don't know if that is falls true. To Call of Duty, like we don't know the inner working. I, I, I've never seen the contract. Anybody in the chat have seen the contract? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what was in that contract that was signed four years ago, if it's even still valid. But I would imagine. Well, that- let me also. Can I jump in real quick? Sure. Four years sure, ago, sure. Game Pass wasn't what it is today. It wasn't nearly as big of a threat to Sony yes. four years ago as to yep. what it is today. So if. They and, and we know that Sony has had a long time relationship with Activision and Blizzard where uh, Call of Duty is concerned. So if that contract was signed four years ago, it may not actually have any, you know, stipulations of of uh, keeping the game out of Game Pass. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's again, we, we does the deal get even done this year? Right. Does it get done? this I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, they, they have it forecasted for summer of 2023. That's when they think the deal is going to finally get done. The Disney Fox deal took about 18 months. Mm -hmm. So, again, only time is going to tell. But I do want to bring VJ in on this opening topic. And hopefully, first of all, we got almost, wow, almost 400 people here. That's awesome. I got to give a big shout out to Lady AF, the darling of the community. She actually said that Fable was, man, I lost it. She said something to the effect that Fable was in development. It's time for them to show. And, And I absolutely agree with her. But I have to, let me just catch up on these two Super Chats that have come in. Uh, good friend of the program, Robert Copeland. Rob, what's going on, brother? Thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you for the generosity. He drops a $10 super chat and says, hey, boom, I'm speculating here. Maybe Microsoft made the call to postpone those games after seeing the BMD uh, um, overruling, overruling Todd. So um, when BSM were told to, and Bethesda, I think he's talking about, was told to make the announcement uh, they just dropped a post. You know, Todd and Phil, and I, I like I said, I'm, I'm not a fly in the wall. I wasn't hanging out with them last night for drinks in L.A. So I can't, I, from what we understand, their relationship is rock solid, 
Like they are best of friends. I don't think, I, I think how I think this must have gone down. And again, this is just complete speculation. I don't think it was uh, filmmaking this call. I, I don't. I, I they, they allow Bethesda to be Bethesda. They have two people that they trust indubitably running that 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 that, that publisher. Uh, you know, Todd Howard and um, oh my God, why, why is his name escaping me? Um, Pete Hines. Thank you very much. There you go. Pete Hines are are, are solid leaders. They, they know what they're doing. They've been running Bethesda for years, and I think what must have happened is. This this seemed like this might been a been a, been a Todd Howard call. I don't think this was a. a but again, I'm I'm just speculating. Um, Should, can I throw in my speculation on please, this? Please go ahead. <laughs> we have seen like two three days before they made the announcement. All they these were all pictures, together. Yeah. They were all together. And let me be honest, they were sitting in that theater, and they were looking at at the at the game. And then they asked probably the question, is this going to be a second Halo Infinite scenario? Maybe. When we show it in a couple of weeks, will people really like it? Will it fulfill the expectations um, that people have it? Or are we facing a second crack situation? And I think that this point, um, Todd Howard, Pete Hines, Phil Spencer, probably Matt Booty, a couple of the, of the executives just sat together and said, do we delay it? Do we have a backup plan? Um, and what can a, a, an additional six months or whatever it, it has been delayed to um, do for the game? I think, honestly, this was a short-term um, decision. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we I, know. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, because I, we have seen... I agree with yeah, you 100%. Please. Yeah, we, we, ha we haven't seen Bethesda or especially xbox marketing any game like they have marketed starfield on a bi-weekly basis we got these little dev diaries these one two three minute long interview kind of dev diaries where they talked about the music about uh the world building about the storytelling about all these things and and they haven't done that for not even for an halo not even halo that that they get that kind of uh, promotion so i i really think um, that they had this plan, but then they sat together for the final review. What are we going to show? Is this going to be a second um, Halo situation? Is this, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to learn exactly what this game looks like, um, you know, whether or not they should still show it. I think they absolutely have to, in my opinion. But Spartan Ghost underscore 17. Thanks for being here, brother. He drops a very generous five-pound super chat and says, Phil is fumbling the bag. He needs to run a tighter ship when it comes to production schedule. All of this loose action is costing him a lot right now. And you know what? Speaking of, of that particular comment, we're going to be talking about that, uh, like, gentlemen tomorrow night's primetime gaming i think it's going to be a big topic and one that i feel very confident that we can break down as and be be uh, be critical but also uh be you know be real and, and and not use uh terms loosely uh for our opinions on it um i i i'm actually looking forward to that show uh because i think that the, everyone on that on that particular panel will have a lot to say and i'm i, I haven't you know, we've talked in the DM. I haven't had a chance to podcast with them uh, since this because obviously the show happens on Wednesday. This news dropped last Thursday, so I didn't get a chance to talk with them, and I'm looking forward to getting their opinion on it. Uh, but 
We had another super chat come in from Space Monkey 0899. Love that. He says, after dropping a $5 super chat, Microsoft should focus on backwards compatibility to fill the gap. Yeah, we're going to get into uh, not so much backwards compatibility, but HD remakes in the form of what I think we're going to segue next to. Uh, but VJ, you've been hearing what everyone had to say, and of course, your unique way of uh, of uh, of combat combating these these topics that I put together always has me excited because you're very visceral when it comes to breaking them down. Um, Fable is one of their biggest IPs that they currently own. I- I'm going to say that right now. You can put that right up there with Halo and Forza. You can put that with Perfect Dark. This is an important game for them. The game has been in development, again, since 2017. We know that they've had some development woes, I would say. Um, I think that they needed to get some people in there that were used to these open-world scenario type of of games, and they did. They have a lot of people that they've gotten over from Sony Santa Monica. They have people that worked on Metal Gear Solid, uh, I believe it was 5. They have have hired quite a few uh, AAA talent when it comes to developers. What are you expecting June 12th? Do we finally get a chance to see what this game's about? Oh my goodness! We covered so many topics today, boom. Um, my head yeah, I know this is this is this yeah. is a little a uh, little wacky. Uh, thank God we only have four people here. <laughs> well, I, I think I can't. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I apologize. To, oh, no, no, it's fine. I was trying to catch up with the um, with the delays and and obviously dovetailing into Fable, and I can't I can't not talk about Starfield and and um, and because I think Fable's related to it because I think. I don't know what they're going to show in terms of Fable, but one thing PGG should be looking at is exactly what went wrong with uh, 343 and uh, what's what's currently occurring over uh, um, Bethesda, right? And the most important thing is whether they show it, they don't show it, is that they learn from, from you know, mistakes made by their peers, right? I, actually, I think mistakes is a really harsh word, boom. I say mishaps, right? So Yeah, that's, that's better. Look, Sure. I think, yeah, sorry, my vocabulary is not up there today. But look, as dreadful as it may seem, uh, I haven't noticed sort of swaths, swaths of uh, gamers being uh, disappointed by the delay of Redfall itself. Sorry, I couldn't help that. Um, and so then you're sort of talking about, you know, sort of Starfield's delay. And look, if if you've experienced working in the industry, you'll know that just by working back from the date of release uh, of a video game, and then you look at the fundamental milestones that are attributed to the last 12 months of game production, that the obvious presents itself clearly, even to a novice producer. And that the and then what point I'm trying to make is that the game may not ship on schedule. And Xbox have got lots of experience in this field, right? Uh, rightly or wrongly, experience serves to help you sort of not make make the past mistakes or help or, or, or mitigate them from reoccurring again. So look. Besides the obvious sort of recent experience and issues that sort of, if you just look at Cyberpunk, Halo Infinite, and now Starfield, and I'm talking about them because specifically, I know there's other games, but because these three games were had huge budgets, you know, reportedly or purportedly, however you want to look at it, and were, you know, sort of very ambitious projects. And they've all suffered similar fates. And, and, and Boxenberg may or may not agree, but I think it's partly due to, uh, their fates fates aligning due to custom engine issues, and and I'm sure and I'm sure that's just one you know amongst sort of several telling factors, uh, and I'm sh- pretty sure of that. And 
I'm not saying this lightly. For, for any experienced producers, they, they should all know that that's a potential killer, right, in terms of when your game is going to ship or if not, if it's not going to ship. My point's got absolutely nothing to do with, like, I think you guys have touched on it, the sort of public display of disdain towards Xbox, the game's delay, and even the game itself. I, I really couldn't care less about that. My, my point is that Xbox would have had ample time to sort of at least attempt an alternate plan for Q4 2022. I think that's the issue here. The momentum um, that Xbox has built up, I think, as you pointed out to Boom in the beginning of the show, is always critical and always important and always shows signs of progress. And what have I talked about on your show for two years? Consistency and progress. And what did I talk about last week in terms of what I want to see from the show? Progress. And and it's not about contrasting and comparing to, to other companies in the industry. That's just, that's just futile, right, to a degree, right? And... For me, the clock didn't start ticking today, right, in terms of, oh, what are they going to do for the end of the year? And what are they going to replace these games with? And is Fable coming? And, and what are they going to do to placate the audience? This was something that they knew six to eight months back. I, if they don't know, and I haven't been in game development for a while, but even I know that, right? And so, great point. I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a well, that's a okay. fantastic. First of all, no, no, that, that's a great point because VJ does say that he, he has experience. This is why one of the reasons why I love having him on the panel. He's not just a podcaster. He's worked in uh, with video games in both retail and in development. And that's a. I really want you to hammer that point uh, home, yeah. uh, please. So, so I guess. I guess this is this is where then the critical thinking comes in, right? And I know Zemi's and, and Boxenberg's touched on this, but I just want to elaborate on him a, a, a bit more. Does so then the question arises amongst us fans, right? And podcasts and yourself, boom, and, and so on and so forth. Does Xbox have a plan to mitigate the position they find themselves in? If not, then what about a plan to completely dispel public discontent? And and you would think surely they must have something in the pipeline. So They'll first of all, the obvious one is that they'll put their best foot forward on June 12th in order to do, do so, right? And I don't know what Xbox does this year end. The question I keep asking myself by listening to everyone is that do they, do they need to do anything at all? And I just look across at Sony last year, right? They Sony did really, I would say, really very little, right? Uh, when its own first party title slipped from holiday quarter 2021 into Q1 2022, right? Yep. And and they've gone on to do pretty okay, right? As far as I'm, I can see, right? And I don't have a crystal ball. So Xbox, for me, where they are at this moment, right? Xbox should just continue to work hard and look to improve on reducing these mishaps, right? And if they can somehow conjure up, you know, value via content in demand, uh, perhaps from internal studios, which we don't know about, because they have plenty of them, right? To sort of help elevate Xbox and Game Pass this 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 year and and throughout the rest of this year without spending obscene amounts of money, then that would be pretty great. And despite us sort of looking for answers, right, or, or groping in the dark, um, not using them. I know you don't get up to that sort of thing, but. The answer to me is clear. Seeing more of Starfield running on Xbox, not not PC, next month, and understanding the nature of the game that has the attention of the masses. Let's be clear here, right? And and I think this is really important, and not Fable, and not this other stuff. And and I think it's really interesting that, and and for me that it's more important than me, for me than sort of seeing something bought and paid for to sort of plug the gap this holiday season. Eldren Ring, right, is a really good example. Right? I've spent like over 23 days, physical days, right, playing that game. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> My I was shocked God, that's even more than me. She like whiz. <laughs> and um, Eldren Ring did a fantastic job of showing, revealing, and building up 
to a fantastic launch, right, from, from pretty far out as far as I can remember. And I'm happy to be corrected. My memory's not what it used to be, right? And my question is, is that, and I keep asking myself this, is that why haven't Starfield or why hasn't Bethesda used this approach, right? And perhaps they want to stick to what's worked for them in the past. But whatever happens, right, to Xbox, right, whatever's happening today isn't going to last, right? And whatever's happening to Xbox you think is going to happen for the rest of this year, they will sell out of all their allotted Xbox systems and a fairly high percentage will still subscribe to Game Pass. If you yeah. can look at the situation objectively and, and pass this sort of seemingly reoccurring hip, hiccup, and, and it has happened more than once at Xbox, right? That's why we're kind of a little bit perturbed and a little bit nervous, right? The the, inevitab the inevitability or the odds are is that at some point Xbox will get it right. However, I want to caveat this, right? And something that a point that you raised in terms of a topic tomorrow. There needs to be an intervention from Phil and a change up in the immediate leadership panel. And when I first joined your show two years ago, I said this to a muted response, right? And he he's not, and I'm saying this because as I said to you before, his greatest strengths that, that I can see and his greatest weakness are exactly the same, and that's trust, right? And so I want this to happen so that he's not made to continually apologize for the same mistakes by the same people over and over again, which as irony would have it, irony would have it, is that it's pretty much his own doing since he's chosen to chosen as to whom surrounds him, who he surrounds himself with, right? And what I'm saying is that of course, there's work to be done. Every major corporation or company, let alone video game industry companies, have, have work to do and works to be done. But it's not the end of the world, as some would have you believe. And and if you want to, and if I can just touch on Fable, I don't know if I'm allowed to boom. Um, yeah, please. Because, well, I mean, this is, um, this is a conversational podcast, brother. Go crazy. That's what we're here so, for. I think it depends on where Fable is, right, in its development process. The game could be in pieces undergoing surgery, right, or a, or a quadruple, or a quadruple <laughs> heart bypass, right? But... But it could still, in it, but that's just normal for game development, right? And it could be in perfect and fantastic shape, right? There's no way of really knowing, like you say, Boom, right? And I repeat, what Xbox can do <clears throat> is to simply put out an excellent June 12th show to dispel the apparent PR noise, because that's all it is. It's really just noise, which is still very sort of, if you think about it, it's 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 spun PR, right, for public consumption, right? No, no, no. PR is bad, not or whatever the saying is. You know, it's all good PR, right? Because if you think about it, right, the Xbox brand and Starfield is on the lips of everyone, regardless of the situation it finds itself in, right? So, so hopefully, you know, for me, and I know Boxing Bears has touched on this. So I don't want to repeat what he said. Just a blend of first party, second party, and third party, you know, titles showcased, imminent arrivals in Game Pass, midterm arrivals over the course of the next six to 12 months, and showcase longer term future promise if it's possible and it doesn't derail the progress that the studios are currently making. Because making a demo is incredibly difficult. People think, oh, it's five guys in a corner. No, it's not. It's the whole studio, right? Pretty much, right? And it adds to all their workload, and that can also cause delays, right? And as, as Boxenberger says, and I have to echo what he said because it made complete and utter sense, there's no more CGI and internal concept trailers paraded as vision pieces for public consumption. That's just, sorry, for me, it's just naive, right? Perhaps just because of my experience in the industry. There is no inherent value or goodwill to be garnered from hardcore fans, in my opinion, that are extremely clued up. And, and you can learn so much more about the industry by just watching a few documentaries on YouTube, right? Then the then the, that sort of material was never available when you know when I was in the industry, right? So you've got you've got all the answers at your fingertips if you're just prepared to look. You know, in-game pre-rendered cutscenes perhaps get a buy, but we need to see more to keep up, especially 
if Xbox want to keep up with Sony and Nintendo presentations and how they will inve inevitably approach reveals, right? Xbox just needs to remain vigilant and realize, and I'm sure Philly is well aware, right? He's a humble guy that he needs to compete with his peers in the industry who've, who've built more and contributed far more to the gaming industry over the last 20 years with considerably less resource. And, and Phil, I know what he wants to achieve to a degree. I can read him somewhat. And he's got the opportunity to, 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 to set out his own legacy, right? But, uh, and, and we all want that for him, right? He seems like a really nice chap. But first off, get this imminent show spot on because it's not far away. And the public will move on from sort of this inevitable Starfield delay. And, and I might add that, you know, Certain persons did hint, you know, to it to, to it being delayed prior to the announcement, albeit, albeit again to a muted response. But anyway, that's my really small and, and boom again. Is, my thoughts are really limited. I don't know everything, right? So take everything I say, you know, in terms of in in, in the in the way in the in, in the way that it's meant, right? Because again, you know, even my sort of knowledge is extremely limited, right? And um, and I'm sure there's sort of people out there with with better information and, and far more sort of current uh, knowledge as to exactly where Xbox is at and, and what they're going to do this, um, this coming month. So yeah, no, no, no. I mean, listen, you know, we appreciate the, the knowledge that you bring to the, uh, to the, uh, to this channel, to the particular program, the Xbox factor podcast. And we look forward to you joining us on June 12th, where we cover it live. And then we're going to do a 60 minute post show uh, regarding the, uh, what Xbox showed on June 12th. I, I'm looking forward to that and I can't wait for, your opinion real quick kevin mitchell good friend of the program he drops a five hour super chat and says box best wishes on a speedy recovery to your son i broke my arm in middle school and my pops brought me a dreamcast some of the best memories that, that your dad is awesome <laughs> brother let me tell you that right now and that yeah nothing make, makes you smile more than getting gifts after you break an arm or something <laughs> I think I think what he's saying, uh, Archimedes, is is you need to you need to get your son a, a Series S or something. Maybe he a just Series had a six year old that. birthday party where Boxenberger had seventeen thousand steps or something like that. So yeah, yeah. he got his <laughs> money's worth. The little guy. It uh, was uh, we had like twelve kids over, and uh, Jesus, I was exhausted after I, that um, party. I bet I bet you were. But listen, folks, I, I want to segue into. A rumor that comes the way of our very good friend, uh, Special Nick of the Xbox Factor podcast. And once again, we have to talk about Fable. We have to talk about Gears of War specifically because uh, according to um, VGC, where I pulled this story from, and that is, of course, the VideoGamesChronicles.com, they wrote and are reporting that according to journalist Nick Barker, uh, or Baker, I'm sorry, of Xbox Era, uh, he has claimed that there is a Master Chief Collection level game in the works for the Gears of War franchise tag, the Phoenix Collection. And this is what uh, this is what uh, Nick had to say. He says, a while back, I said that there's another Microsoft franchise that's getting the Master Chief Collection type treatment. I'm on the belief that it's coming this year, and he actually believes that to be um Ge a gears of war ultimate package uh phoenix collection if you will and getting back to fable uh fable has once again made the rounds uh of the rumorville that microsoft is in uh in current development of an hd collection for the fable trilogy now we've heard that several times i don't know if nick specifically has talked about that but here is my question to the chat here's my question to the panel we'll start first with our returning friend Boxenberger, listen, 
nothing i i don't i don't think outside of what what is we've and we're going to get into it folks don't worry we're going to talk about wolfenstein we're talking about hellblade uh if those are the two that replace these games then it's going to be amazing i don't know if it is wolfenstein it it, it could be uh a lot of people disagree Kasanti doesn't seem to think that uh, hellblade is ready uh and uh, I, I i'm starting to kind of agree with him i don't know uh, how COVID has per, uh, has impacted the development because most of their work is motion capture, and that was a big problem during COVID, during the height of the uh, of the uh, of the pandemic, and even now, you know, we're starting to see outbreaks all over the place, and then we're reverting back to wearing masks everywhere. So, COVID's still a problem, folks. Uh, so, I don't know if Hellblade is ready for prime time just yet. Is that is that the first quarter of next year, maybe? Is that holiday of next year? We, we're never going to know. We're going to get into that momentarily. But Boxenberger, these are these are two collections that I think could ugh, soften the blow, so to speak. Uh, they, I mean, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, boom, it's old games. Listen, I don't know about anybody in the chat, which we've got over 400 people here. I would love to run through Gears of War collection uh, uh, like uh, like remastered uh, with better graphics and lighting and everything. And I would say the same thing for Fable. I would be more than happy to run through Fable as we wait for the Fable reboot from Playground Games. Um, would this be enough for you? And, and are you hoping that these collections come into fruition there, Boxenberger? Yeah, I mean, I would love them, like, like you just said, uh, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> the question is... Uh, is there something to these rumors? We have heard those rumors about a Phoenix collection and even about the Fable collection many times over the last years. Um, when I read that, um, or better said, I listened to actually to the Xbox Era podcast. I love the guy. Shout out to uh, John and, and um, Nick. Um, they... Uh, it, it could very well be, but the question is who makes it? Um and so I mean, I they mean, have they have thirty plus teams, Boxenberg. Yeah. Yeah, they have twenty three right now, um, yeah. and they are all busy. And we basically know about all all these studios. Um, so they probably would have had to hire someone, uh, some external studio. Like uh, we have seen with certain affinity, who does additional work now for for Halo, or we know that. Um, um, for instance, CD Projekt Red outsourced the next gen patch to. Uh, an external studio stuff like that um yeah it, it could be um so listen i would love that fable collection um honestly more Make than the gears us, <laughs> yeah more than the gears because gears i love gears it's not nothing against gears but the gears games actually hold up quite well with all the back compat enhancements if you look at the fps boost the auto hdr the 16 yeah. times anisotropic filtering and so on those games actually look at the gears 3 uh, on the series x at 60 fps um gorgeous hdr that game holds up really well um i just download downloaded the other day fable again the anniversary edition from the 360 it's, days it's a little dated it is uh, it is exactly and that's why i say that these games need that fresh paint of code and especially a uh, coat of paint uh, paint and the the especially with fable coming um we just talked about it 23 maybe 24 we don't know um 
then that makes uh, like a f 14, 15 year break for that IP. Mo many gamers that are playing uh, the Xbox today have never experienced a Fable game. And, and that would only make sense to bring that collection now to the Xbox for those gamers that never heard of a Fable. What's the fuss all about? Yeah, what, what, Why what is, is everyone Fable? excited? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just been so long for that IP uh, that I think it it would make more sense uh, to make that Fable collection than the Phoenix collection. But I play both of them, um, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people that don't want a Gears collection. I mean, Bone Slave, uh, friend of the program, says we have all we have all of the old Gears at 4K 60 with back compat. We don't need another uh, uh, on 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 top of Ultimate. You know, so there are a lot of people that uh, are seeing, you know, like there are a lot of people that are kind of like a little tired of Gears. I, I love Gears. I, I don't think I'd get tired of it. I would definitely be playing through the series again with my brother, which I did originally and would love to do again. Uh, and, and obviously add new achievements and, uh, you know, all the bells and whistles of what you would expect for a full on uh, remaster. The question is who. But uh, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, I mean, wh where do you fall with uh, with a Fable uh, uh, trilogy reboot and potentially now a Gears uh, trilogy reboot? Do, do you want to see that happen? Oh, yeah, I'd play it. Yeah, I'd play it in a second. Um, look, I mean, you know, there there are a lot of people that don't like the idea of like older games getting remastered and so on and so forth. And, and you know, I, I truly respect their opinions. And I think um, but. I do think that, you know, for a lot of these people that feel that way, if their like favorite franchise of all time was getting this type of treatment, they would probably love it. They would jump in, they would buy it and and, and they would probably play it. Um, that's just a personal opinion of mine. Um, but, you know, I could say this. A lot of a lot of companies have have done this. We we saw it with, uh, you know, 2K doing it. Uh, I believe 2K uh, was the publisher uh, doing it with um, with the Mafia uh games right we yep. saw it with ea doing it uh with uh the mass effect uh series right um and, and we've seen you know uh this you know this type of treatment being done to older games uh all over the industry um of course we saw xbox do it many many years ago with the master chief collection and i think it's only going to be a matter of time until we see them do that again with another popular franchise now maybe that's going to be gears of war and if it is i'm i'm pumped i'll be there day one maybe it's going to be fable i feel the same way um i would love to jump back into these games uh you know with uh, as uh boxing uh you know, pointed out, you know, a new coat of paint on them, right? Yeah. Improved graphics, maybe um, taking the first game and maybe tweaking the gameplay a little bit to feel more modern uh, the way that um, Bioware did it with uh, the uh, Mass Effect 1 uh, in, their, in their trilogy edition. But, you know, to me, I would be excited to jump in there and uh, re-experience these games um, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Whenever I jumped into Mass Effect, for instance, it felt like it was the very first time I was ever playing Mass Effect. Yes, Mass Effect right? trilogy was phenomenally done. It was done so well. And having yeah. all of those achievements pop up again, like just added to that immersion, like this is the first time I've ever played Mass Effect. I don't know. I think it's really, really cool. I, I love 
uh, whenever companies do this. Am I interested in every single remaster or trilogy, you know, uh, edition that comes out? Absolutely not. And there's been a lot of trilogy uh, or, you know, trilogies and remasters that have came out and they just haven't really done very well. Like, um, um uh that uh what was that one game that that came out like two years ago boom uh it was like fantasy um you know uh, oh oh the something uh you know what i'm talking about yes reckoning yes uh the kingdoms of amalore reckoning right or re-reckoning like that came out that wasn't really that good and that was one of my favorite games for from that generation and i yeah not like it yeah it just did Right. But then, you know, there are some of these uh, remakes or remasters that that come out or, you know, in some of these trilogies, um, you know, for instance, uh, Destroy All Humans, you know, that game got, uh, you know, remade and it was absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of people's excitement is really just going to be based on, you know, their previous emotional connection with this franchise. Um, but I, I always think it's a great thing, you know, I mean, it's, it's conserving, you know, uh, video game history. It's allowing the younger generation to jump into these games, which, you know, quite frankly, you know, I wouldn't want to go back to Grand Theft Auto three and, and, and play it, you know, on the PlayStation two, it would just feel way too old. So having these games facelifted, uh, is never a bad thing in my opinion. And I would be excited and I would jump into it if, uh, if Xbox did it with Fable or, or Gears of War. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I I I say not why why not both. Uh, as we wait for <laughs> Gear Six, as we wait for Fable to get done, uh, Lady F in the chat said she would love a remaster of uh, one of my favorite uh, Fallout games, New Vegas. Uh, we mm-hmm. did hear that Bethesda is working on some remasters uh, or, or remakes. Uh, you know, Oblivion oh, would be fantastic. You know what? Oblivion would be life changing for me. Uh, you know, it would. I would have. I would have to put extra candles in my closet to Todd Howard's uh, shrine. Uh, no, but Morrowind would be great. But here's another one that a lot of people don't think about: is Arena and Daggerfall. Like doing like a full remake of those games, I think would be absolutely amazing because so many people expect, I mean, those games aren't even available on console, right? So many uh, Elder Scrolls fans that, you know, just exclusively play on console, never played Arena and never played uh, Daggerfall. So uh, those games definitely need a facelift, uh, you know, and, and, and brought into, you know, the modern era of gaming. But yeah, I mean, there's so many games that, that, they have at their disposal to do this treatment too. I, I I think the IPs that they own are just they're a mountain of, of awesomeness, and I would love to see a lot of these old IPs. Uh, I, I would love to see the Resident Evil Two treatment for a lot of these older games. I I, yeah. I think they absolutely should do it. Uh, I'm not saying that because I know there's going to be there's going to be a subset of people that are like oh we don't want to play old games we want new IPs. I hear you. But, but that's why have, the new games are coming too, right? That is exactly yeah. my point. Yes, they can do both. Uh, they can't uh, walk and chew gum at the same time, so to speak, with development and celebrating uh, these older tiles with new releases in the form of remasters uh, that are done the right way, not not done sloppily. And and you know you don't want you don't want it to be sloppy like no Kingdom Cash Ramalore, yeah. which was one again one of my favorite IPs. From uh, last gen, from the 360 era. I, I mean, I put three, four, five hundred hours into that game. Loved every minute of it. When I played the remaster, I got halfway through, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is not that good, man." You know, it felt dated. <laughs> it looked dated. They said, "Oh, new, new, new paint," and it was old paint that they just that it was not good. Anyway, 
let's let's bring VJ into the uh, into the conversation. What what are your what are your thoughts on this particular topic? I mean, Gears is you know a lot of people think Gears is a little long in the tooth. I would disagree because I'm a Gears fan. I mean, I got a a chainsaw gun right above my head right here. I, I'm in the bag. I got the dog tags right here sitting next to me. I'm in the bag for a Gears, uh, uh, you know, a trilogy remaster in a form of the Phoenix Collection. I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. But I'm even more down for being able to play Fable, the uh-huh. trilogy again with new achievements, with a fresh coat of paint, um, yeah. and some some uh, development dollars behind it. Where where do you yeah. personally fall with this? Could, could they? use some of their classic IPs to uh, lessen the burden as we wait for some of these, uh, you know, the, these, um, you know, new additions to these franchises to, uh, uh, to appear. I think, I think, um, boom, I think there's that word again, goodwill. Yeah. Um, it helps to dissipate, you know, other, other issues, but it also, it also goes to show that Xbox is listening, right? Because I, I know that the community may be very small, right, in terms of what, regarding remasters and so on and so forth. But it's, if you would think it's not important, I don't know why you would think that or, or otherwise, because it is critical. And look, I've I've enjoyed, you know, Gears, Fable, um, um, the franchises, right? You know, when they when they first came out, right? And I think when I when I got my Series X, one of one of the first games I I, I completed again was uh, was was the first Gears, right? So, um, to be honest with you, I would have preferred Banjo Kazooie, but you know, that's just uh, that's just me, right? That <laughs> makes two of us, sir. Yes, because <laughs> um, as I said to you, Boom, you know, it was that game that came out of completely nowhere that just. That just totally destroyed my opinion of Mario 64 being the best game ever. Right? So anyway, but that's going a bit that's going a bit too far back. But look, these strategies work for Sony and Nintendo, right? And Xbox understand that besides being these sort of strategies being profitable, and we know how much money Nintendo make out of them, keeping your brands in the public eye. And I thought I thought I actually thought that Zemi was going to say this, being a marketing guy and all, right? But I'm glad he didn't because he left something for me to say. So. And uh, is that keeping your brands in the public eye uh, benefits everyone, especially if you're sort of or indeed planning right sequels further down the line, which obviously we know they are. And correct me on that if I'm totally out of the loop or wrong on that, but that's why I think partially why they're doing this. It all completely makes sense, right? All the all the all the stars are sort of astrologically aligned, right, in terms of um, you know the trajectory for you know past past and present meets future and so on and so forth. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing here. So. I think that there will be a huge generation of players that haven't experienced these franchises yes. due to the perception of dated visuals. And let's not be, let's be honest, right? We're all a little bit sort of uppity, right, when it comes to graphics, even though we say it's all about the gameplay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but <clears throat> and I think that this new generation will love these games. And and <clears throat> and if you're not one of those people, there's plenty of other content to engage your imaginations with, you know. In Game Pass and outside of Game Pass, depending on you know your budget and, and your resources, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and I, as again, boom, I think it'll help Xbox to continue to sell systems and thus currently, you know, sort of, so, 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 sorry, concurrently, right, <clears throat> um, sub, you know, increase subscriber numbers, and they're going to continue to climb. And I think that these sort of things, you know, these sort of um, initiatives, can I say, right, and are a win-win for everyone, you know, unless you're you know, like me and you, boom, waiting on banjo. But um, <laughs> I, I would say that um, I think someone mentioned New Vegas and Oblivion. It might have been Zen. Yeah. And um, 
I, I think there yeah, that was from huge. a super chat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, great call outs because I think they'd be huge since I've not experienced either of them. Now, please don't start, start throwing, you know, tomatoes <laughs> and, and cabbage at me. But yeah, I, if, that, if those are coming, I'd, 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 I'd be over the moon. Boom. No, I mean, listen, I, I like what you're putting down. And I think that you bring up a great point. Uh, these are two, these are two franchises that are legacy IP. Their legacy to OGs like us who have been here from the beginning. Xbox is finding a new audience, a younger audience. Um, the Series S selling like hotcakes, PS, by the way. And there's a reason for it. And with that said, you know, new players, younger players may not know what a Gears of War is, may not know what a Fable is. And, you know, obviously they're going to want to sell Xbox Game Pass to everyone. And the way that they can do that when these new games are released in a couple of years um, they have to. They have to. They have to bring people to the franchise that has ne- that have never played it before. These are absolutely two fantastic ways to do that. While we wait for Gear Six, while we wait for the smaller project from the Coalition, which we don't know what it is. We know that it's. We know that it's. It's Unreal Engine Five. We know that it's not related to Gears. So we know that we that something something new is coming from them. Super exciting. And as for Fable. Well, Fable with a new fresh coat of paint would be awesome because the gameplay loop for that is phenomenal. It, it, it's a, it's a, an incredibly well-told tale, uh, which, by the way, you're watching some older footage because as of this morning, I hit level 70 in my battle pass. I am addicted to Halo. I am playing it 15, 20 matches, sometimes even 30 matches per day. It's just – and Fiesta play fiesta my god it's so much fun starting with random weapons sometimes they suck but sometimes you get a rocket launcher and you can start off killing and murdering people like crazy so it's a lot of fun but listen let me uh, thank drawn tj once again for the generous ten dollar super chat and says they have already had a gears collection i could care less make a new ip don't know if you saw my earlier super chat. Yeah, I did. He said that he was talking about Gotham Knights. Yeah, Gotham Knights is a must, I think, to get into Game Pass. We don't know if that's going to happen. He said Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one as well. Solar Crown and Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I I, I got to tell you. I mean, Saints Row. What's that? Saints Row. Say, oh, Saints 100% Row is also Saints Row. A good yes, candidate, I, yeah, yeah I, I think Saints Row should definitely get in there as well. There's this. They, they need to spend some bucks. They they need to uh, populate Xbox Game Pass uh, with games that are not first party. They logistically have to pull a Sony. They have to go out and money hat a lot of these games. I know it's not a topic. We're going to get into the major topic of the of the uh, of the show, and that's well, what what happens now. I mean, uh, you know, what, what, what uh, is is Microsoft going to replace these games with potentially Hellblade and Wolfenstein? And I'm going to go first to Boxenberger. Boxenberger, you and I have been talking about this what seems like a year regarding yeah. Wolfenstein 3. Yeah. We think that the game is done or at least close to being done, potentially going gold. They've been developed. They've been working on that game forever. We know that they're working on the game. That's that's a that's a fact. That's not even a suggestion. Um, Hellblade 2. I don't know how long that game has been in development. I think you better have you better you have an idea well. on that. And uh, <laughs> could could we see these two franchises step up while we get the you know, you know while Redfall and and Starfield you know get some additional development time? Yeah. Uh, first, boom. I I have to 
advertise a little bit my video from Please, yesterday because so, so you uh, like you said i don't know how long it's been in development and uh, i i've been asking except that exact same question myself for many of these um announced xbox games and there are 20 20 announced xbox games yeah it's first party and i'm just talking first party games and um so i did a lot of research and looked into all of these 20 studios and made a video about how long each of those games have actually been in development i pulled out the research uh, the, the sources as to why is fable since 2017 in development and so on and hellblade um is an interesting one hellblade has been um has been in development well for a little bit then more than around four years now um they said they took a little break after the uh, uh after they launched the first game and um then of <laughs> course they spent some time porting it to, <laughs> to other systems um but that game uh, the the first ideas concepts and and so on began early 20 uh, end of 2017 beginning of 2018 so that's around about four years now could it be uh, a surprise release this year Honestly, I don't think so. Last year, they talked about um, where they are with the development, that things are, that they have the, the concept for the game ready and that they are building out a vertical slice right now um, from which they, well, build out the rest of the game then. We know that this is uh, usually an undertaking of one to two years uh, if a studio is, is, is at that uh, stage uh, in development, but given all the... The issues with the pandemic still uh, ongoing, and you mentioned earlier, it's a very heavy game on motion capture. It's a heavy game on audio design um, and stuff like that. So I don't think so that this game is a surprise release for this year. Now, you mentioned Wolfenstein, and this is where it gets very interesting because people said all the time, this game isn't in the making. They're working on Indiana Jones. Yes, they are working on Indiana Jones with a second team. But that started early last year. Yes. That game went into full production early 2021. Now, we have to ask the question, what has Machine Games been doing since 2017, since they released their last game? Because that Wolfenstein with the two sisters wasn't a machine games game they supported of course and gave the assets and engine and, and so on but that's their last game their machine games last game was uh 2017 so what have they been doing for four years plus and i would imagine again i'm not a developer i would imagine that they're going to use some of the assets from the prior uh wolfenstein games they just have to you know make a new story Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that game has been in development. Pete Hines teased it a little bit last year at E3 um, when he said, of course, um, that isn't a dead IP, but um, obviously they are not ready to talk about it yet. Right. Um, so, obviously, the game is in the making. Um, they have had like five plus years now in 2022 and given that it's the third entry like you said the third entry in in the ip uh, or in that yeah in that franchise for them um that's plenty of time yeah. um so yeah the wolfenstein is one of the games where i say that could actually be a 
Um, what about the compulsion uh, games? The compulsion game is also an interesting one. That game, uh, we had a few launched uh, actually in 2016. That makes six years, even though the game oh, had its full cool. release in 2018. Uh, right. But it came out in um, what it's called uh, early access. Or early so. access, yeah. Yeah, so like you, like with Grounded, yeah. Uh, people say, You're, well, Grounded hasn't released. Yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I can't play that game uh, for more than a year now in its entirety. And so it was We Happy Few. So they have around about six years in development and they actually said that uh, they started right after this uh, this release with early ideas, concepts and 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 so on uh, on the Iron Lords podcast about a year ago yeah. when they had the the um, social media manager on 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 that game uh, on, on that show. So yeah, compulsion is a maybe. We know a lot of um, um, Xbox executives have have spoken about that game, and um, so yeah, it's it's a maybe. The one that I actually came to my mind is um, Avowed, honestly. Um, Avowed was the that would be a big my, one, dude. That, that would, be, would be big. that would be one that could actually fill that void that is left by Starfield. Um, yeah, because um, that game is is going to be massive. Um, it's the biggest and most ambitious game um, that uh, Obsidian has ever worked on. Yep. Um, it's basically their take on Skyrim. Um, Pillars of Eternity meets Skyrim. Uh, this is going to be big. Um, yeah. This is going to be awesome. And it is this single player experience that everyone wants. Um, it is an RPG, a massive one. So, yeah, uh, this is, is, and why do we say it that I, I could see that as a potential uh, surprise drop? There are multiple reasons for that. First, the game is quite far along in development. Microsoft bought Obsidian Entertainment because of Avowed in yes, 2018. Yes, they did. That's a fact. Yep. So in 2018, they said so. That is, is, it's not debatable that they literally said so. That was the reason when they have seen the ambition for this game, they said, yeah, we need to buy you. So in 2018, Obsidian had to have something that they could show or pitch to Microsoft. So... Yeah, that game is at least four plus years in development. Of course, take out a little slowdown with COVID. Every studio is infected, affected by that, um, no doubt. But it is quite far along in development. Last year, you know, Chess Corden has seen the game. Randall Thor has seen the game, and they said actually, well, we thought it was is it was it, there would be a release last year, uh, not a release. Pardon me, a. a um, first showing a demonstration of the game last year. And they thought, okay, since they didn't show it at E3, maybe they show it at the Game Awards, and they didn't. Um, so they have to have something um, here. And and this is um, maybe this sounds just like me hoping, and yes, of course I'm hoping that Xbox has something for this year. Um, but realistically, we know Obsidian Entertainment is a very well-organized and very well-managed studio. I know there's yes, a lot of discussions are. about management out there. And if you want to learn fr something from someone, look at a studio like Obsidian. They know how to handle their IPs, their teams, and they know how to develop on uh, with, with certain milestones in place and with uh, timelines in place. Um, so... Yeah, all these things combined show, tell me, okay, if 
Phil Spencer and he he absolutely knew what would happen within the community if if he delays the, the only two announced first party games for the year. He knew what that what, what will be the outcry. He has to have a contingency plan. I I, I doubt that that someone like Phil goes out and does uh, this um, without a contingency plan. And maybe that's about he visited the studio or someone from the Xbox visited and said, "Hey, listen, we are maybe we need a few extra guys uh, for the last six months to polish up the game for you extra testers. I don't know. Um, let's put some resources in. Let's buckle down and get this game out this holiday yeah. season. Ben, that would be awesome. Of course, it's all speculation. Um, but that's what we do here on this show sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speculation town, even though Pong Soul isn't here today. But, <laughs> he's listening. Um, Pong Soul is listening. Why does that work? Exactly. But um, yeah, that that one is, is something. And the other one is, is like I said, Wolfenstein. These are the two maybes. With all the other games, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, or yeah, if, if they are even a possibility for this year. Um, maybe it's one of these smaller projects, The all these project names that we know of, like a Project Belfry or something smaller like this, of course, could be ready. Uh, but from the big first-party uh, games, I think these two are possibilities. And yeah, fingers crossed that, that they surprise us on June 12th. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Let's 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 bring in Zemi Games. And first of all, we got yeah. four hundred and eighteen people here. That is amazing. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to support uh, this show. Of course, Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, folks, I'm looking at the chat. How many how many likes do we have? Let's see. How, let, let me see. Let me take a look at the likes. One hundred seventy-one. Well, there's four hundred eighteen people here, folks. Come on, do me a favor. Hit the like button for the love of Jehovah. Uh, and uh, let me know that you care because that's how you do it. You don't gotta if you don't have no money, that's fine. No one's saying you have to donate to uh, be a channel member or anything. Not even drop a super chat. A simple like would be tremendously appreciated. Um, again, before I get to Zemi, Game Players HUD Zero drops an additional two dollars super chat and says to uh, Tonobu uh, Itagaki Ninja Gaiden is active on Twitter. Yeah, I, I would love that guy to work on a, a successor. As an Xbox exclusive, uh, that would be pretty dope. But let's uh, Zemi Games. Let's let, let's talk about this. Uh, Hellblade mm-hmm. Two again is is a game that we don't know where it where it is in development. Uh, they've been working on it a while. We do know that Ninja Theory, Ninja Theory specifically does work uh, and, and use a lot of motion capture for this game. Uh, we don't know if that's been affected. I would imagine it probably was without being too much of a genius in the room. Um, Wolfenstein 3, man, that game has been worked on for a bit. I would love to see that. What 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 do you think Microsoft, I mean, because the, the compulsion one is, is, is an interesting one because they've been working on a game for a bit. Um, and Phil has talked about it publicly about that's one of his most uh, anticipated games for the community to see. Uh, I can't wait. It's it's been pitched at least rumor wise as being Bioshock meets Uncharted in a fantasy set, uh, setting. Yes, please. Check, check, check. I'll take it. Um, what what do you think uh, replaces these two big games? Yeah. No. Um. You, you know the tricky thing about it is is 
you know, for for a game to replace it, the game needs to be ready, right? Um, right. You know, there, there's there's no reason why Xbox would want to, you know, delay Starfield and Redfall uh, just to bring out Hellblade sooner than what it's ready to be released at, you know, and and and. and so the game truly needs to be ready. Um, and, and, you know, that could, you know, there's a lot of games that could potentially, uh, you know, maybe possibly uh, release uh, perfectly fine this holiday and, 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 you know, jump schedule of what maybe Xbox had priorly, you know, uh, expected, you know, to, to launch them at. Right. Um, however, I, I don't think that we're probably going to see um you know, Hellblade this holiday. I, I, you know, maybe possibly next year, um, first or second quarter. Um, Wolfenstein, I truly just don't know enough about that game or its development to really even, you know, talk about it. Um, you know, mentioning um, uh, um, Obsidian uh, Entertainment is actually really, really interesting uh, because they have a, a long history of making games uh, with a very, very short window of time. Yep. Um, and, and honestly, uh, two of their best, most successful games of all time have been made under like extremely under like, you know, very, very, very yeah. extreme, uh, you know, time restraints. You know, one the of those. Games, um, yeah. Well, yeah, the pillars, but also the uh, Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, Kotor two. You're right. Kotor two. But then also another yeah. game that was mentioned a little bit earlier uh, in in the show, um, Fallout New Vegas. Yes. 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 That was made yes, in eighteen months. Fantastic points. Yeah. And that's right? and, yeah. and and by the way, I, I'm going to get some fight. Someone's someone's going to want to fist a cup with, with me here. Semi games, the best Fallout. Ever. I got your back there. I got your back. That's there. debatable. It's debatable. We don't need to bring those types of statements in here. You know, that, that's just going to change the show altogether. But, but one thing I will say is, even though some of Obsidian's best work has been done under extremely tight, uh, you know, time constraints, I would imagine a large decision of Obsidian deciding to be acquired by Microsoft is more resources and more time. That way, they don't have to. Uh, come under these really, really tight, you know, restrictions. That's probably a big reason why they joined. And and I don't know if Xbox would necessarily want, you know, uh, Obsidian to to put themselves through that just to launch a game uh, sooner than than what it needs to be. Um, I think this holiday season for Xbox, you know, unless there is just you know a game that is just ready to go for some reason, they had this game, it's ready to release. They were just planning to push it until early next year. But, you know, everything's perfectly fine. They can pull back and, and launch it, you know, this holiday window. Unless there's a first-party game like that, um, which, you know, we we don't really know of uh, if that exists. I think Xbox's best um, route is going third-party. Gaining uh, third-party games and, and getting them, you know, into Game Pass day and date. I'm not talking about having Xbox go out and acquire uh, any, you know, or, you know, uh, acquire like exclusive rights to any of these games or even timed exclusives to any of these games, just getting the game into game, uh, game pass, pass is the exclusive. Taken. That is, the, that's yeah. the exclusive. Well, absolutely. Said. And there's a lot of games that are coming out this holiday that they could potentially do that with. Of course, I already mentioned a, a big one that's coming out. I think this August is, uh, is, is saints row, right? 
Now there's yeah. other 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 titles as well. Um, you know, if if they're wanting to potentially replace an RPG, which this game is really kind of you know a lot is unknown about it. it. It got delayed. It's been delayed a couple of times, and it has a new team working on it now as well. Um, Vampire uh, the Masquerade Bloodlines Two potentially maybe that's coming out this year we don't know right maybe it will come out this year maybe xbox uh can uh you know we already know that they have uh marketing rights uh with them i'm pretty sure um so maybe they could uh get the game into game pass uh day and date maybe that is uh their replacement for starfield replacing one uh massive rpg with another one right um so i i really think that third party makes more sense than pushing up their first party uh, timetables just to meet a deadline and potentially risk releasing, um, you know, uh, an unpolished game. Um, and, and one thing I also want to add in here as well is, you know, we're all gamers, right? We love playing video games. I, I love playing Xbox's first party, but I also really love third party games, right? Um, the gamers that are going out this holiday looking to buy an Xbox, I mean, let's be honest, the first party, whether there's first party or whether there's not first party, that's not even going to matter this holiday. Xbox consoles are all going to sell out, right? But, you know, what, what people want is things to play, right? That is ultimately what they want. And if you can get them things to play and Game Pass and grow that service all the better. So, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, what first party title does Xbox have this holiday? I would worry about, you know, what title am I going to be able to play in Game Pass this holiday? And I think Xbox is going to have an answer for that. And hopefully we get to see that this June. Um, yes. and, and it's probably going to consist of third parties. Yeah, no. And, and listen, uh, Sony does that on a regular basis. Right. And, and, yeah. and they do it to great success, PS, by the way. So I don't see why... Microsoft couldn't pull a page right out of Sony's book and use uh, third party and indies as yeah. a supplement to, you know, their first party not being there for that, you know, everyone wants, which is, you know, great. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for instance, this year, people aren't going to be asking, you know, the question on their mind isn't going to be what game can I play this holiday season that those PlayStation people can't play? That's not what people <laughs> are going to be thinking. a few, but, they're, but they're, for the most part, maybe, no one's going to talk about Majority that. Majority yeah. people are going to be thinking, what game am I going to get to play this holiday? And so long as they have an answer to that, it all is good. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think you're right. And I think that in itself, the exclusive is in fact Xbox Game Pass. Even if a game is launching on multiple platforms, Xbox gamers get a chance to play it for the price of just hitting the download button from their fifteen dollars yeah. a month. So yeah, that that's a great great point. Um, let's walk. Uh, let's let's bring VJ into the conversation. VJ, listen, you know Wolfenstein, Hellblade, Compulsions games. It's 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 literally a round robin of what could replace these two games. What where do you personally fall into what should? Actually, just on um, just on compulsion games, yeah. That that uh, I just started to try that game. Contrast in Game Pass. It's actually it's actually quite enjoyable. Actually, I really yes. Contrast is a fa fa fantastic. A lot of people forget that they actually did that game. Yeah, it's actually a really intriguing game, Bloom. I actually quite like it. So anyway, I don't want to digress from from the question. Um, Wolfenstein and Hellblade. So I've I've heard a few few things from um, Zemi yourself and uh, from Box and Bear. So uh, just just so you know, life's been back to normal in the UK for for a while, and I believe Ninja Theory's mocap. Uh, I know not for the first one, but obviously obviously since Microsoft yeah. has stepped in. 
Uh, MoCap is now internal. All the facilities are just around the corner from their studio, which they've got access to now. So, so that was that always helps the studio, right? Rather than having to outsource it and then traveling down to London, and it's just so time-consuming and irritating. And if you want changes and fixes and retakes, yeah, it can, it can be um, nauseating, shall we say, if not uh, uh, impacting your schedule and so, on and so forth. Look, I I don't know if these two big franchises arrived this year, boom. Um, but you would think that this is the way I look at it. If I was doing the internal scheduling for release, they would have been afforded a release window much apart from Starfield, right, in order to sort of enhance their probability of success. So next year is my bet. And that's a complete guess. I don't know. Since since you can't, <clears throat> since fundamentally you can't speed up development, right? It, it, it takes time. It takes the time uh, that it's going to take, especially in the last stages of the of a, uh, of a game development project. And uh, and obviously, you know, um, it was really interesting to hear Box and Bear, right? And uh, and I think in some aspects, he's he's uh, very much correct, you know, with his sort of amalgamation of uh, well thought out theories, you know, online discoveries and observations. I personally think he's got sort of camera systems in every Microsoft Studio. He just doesn't let on. So um, <laughs> I wish, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, boom, I, I, and I don't mean to sound like a, a broken record, but I think everything I'm hearing, you know, just just one month and one sort of uh, set of digits sort of appears in my mind, June 12th. And, yeah, and well, I mean, we're 27 days away officially yeah, as of today. It, yeah. it, it can't come quickly enough and it will answer a lot of questions in relation to, you know, what our personal gaming schedules will potentially look like for the next 12 months at least. And as and as Emmy quite rightly pointed out at the beginning of the show, right, uh, gaming tastes vary uh, by, uh, from gamer to gamer, and, and that's just the nature of how it is because we're all very different, very unique, and we enjoy, you know, our imaginations being engaged in, in a particular way. And again, you know, it, it varies from individual to individual. So my hope is that there is fundamentally on the June 12th show that there's something for everyone, right? Because that's what feels sort of, regardless of what business talk he comes out with, right? And I've talked about this, what, two years ago, 18 months ago, when I said that, you know, uh, his, his, his focus on a, on a gaming buffet, but fundamentally a gaming utopia, which has all types of products uh, within there to, to uh, amass you know, a far greater um, gaming audience. And, but there's something in there for everybody, right? Whether they're sort of lighthearted, you know, you know single button games, or, you know, they're, they're two, three, four, $500 blockbusters, right? $500 million blockbusters, $500. I wish that was true. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be in business with you, boom. But um, look, I, if by some miracle, uh, is it Wolfenstein 3? I'm not so familiar with the franchise, so I do apologize. And Hellblade 2 do arrive this year. And then I would say that's the cherry on the top of uh, of Game Pass, or, or in terms of what Game Pass already affords you, right? Um, yeah. Because I think it affords you a lot, and uh, those two games would be the cherry on the top. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I was looking forward to Starfield, but... Um, for me, I just hope they get the game right because there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of anticipation that's been built up in and around it, rightly or wrongly, um, and um, you know it is what it is. So, so yeah, I, I think I'm in box and bears camp, and um, and I just wanted to say something just sort of left field here. I I, I know, it might, but I was just thinking about you know what rather than new titles, what sort of if I was sort of looking at what I could low hanging fruit, like what I could put into Game Pass, and um, you know, I'd, I'd, for, for Christmas, um, like they did with Sega previously with the Yakuza series. I'd love to see the Lost Judgment series and uh, Tales of Arise in Game Pass this Christmas, please. I mean, I own I own the Sega franchises already, but 
but boom, they are fun. I don't know if you've played them, but they're fantastic games and uh, they're fantastic experiences. And especially you, Boone, you, you enjoy Korean dramas in your house. Yes. As, as, yes, as do we, I. We, as we, do we, I and as does my wife. <laughs> right? Super addicted to them. Yeah. Whatever you said that you wanted that in a Game Pass, you really sounded like you were talking to Santa. I just want to say that. You're like, <laughs> no, no, please, no, no, I, I, I was, want that under the tree. I was, I was speaking to you and in my mind's eye, I had you dressed up as Santa. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I, I like what you're putting down. Uh, no, no. I mean, you, you you make a lot of sense as always, uh, folks. Listen, there's there's officially 15 minutes left of the show, and we're gonna we're gonna deliver another topic. I think is worthy of a conversation. Um, you know, when the delay happened, right? We've talked. I think everyone in the community. I'm talking about everybody. We're talking about the Randall Thors and Dealer and and Colt and everybody and Gaz and now every, everyone has said their pieces regarding the delay. Uh, and everyone has valid valid opinions. Love these guys. They're, they're, they're good friends of mine and love you know what they bring to this community. Though one of the running narratives for the anti-Xbox Game Pass community, and it's, it's quite a large one, is that because of this delay, these two games... Somehow or another, your Xbox Game Pass subscription price is not worth it. And when I heard that, I had to make it a topic because it is the most ridiculous, preposterous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Just this year, we're only into the fifth month of the year, and I have so many games to play that have come into Xbox Game Pass, whether they're exclusives, timed exclusives, or dual releases, the, the the pickings are not to be believed to the point where if you already had a backlog, good luck of getting to these games. And if you didn't, now you do. Box and Burger, this is, you know, look, there, there are channels that try to grow their brand by using hate. I, I, don't, I don't like it. If that's how yeah. you're going to run your channel, good on you. Good on you if that's how you want to run your channel. On misinformation, good on you. Uh, that's not what you get at Double Barrel Gaming. That's not what you get at the Xbox Factor Podcast. What you get is honesty and truth and uh, and passionate gamers. Uh, when you heard this, Boxenberger, this uh, it was obviously ridiculous. What are your thoughts on this? Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. now we can. I, I know you can. Okay, <laughs> um, come on. We have 500 plus games in Game Pass. We have... Um, big triple A games, the biggest blockbusters. We have the smallest indie games in there. We have all the genres that are on this planet in there. There is something for everyone, um, in, in, in Game Pass, and you get all of that starting at 10 bucks a month. Yeah, if you don't subscribe to Ultimate, you still get access to all these games. Um, granted, you can play online, um, but even with ultimate uh, it, it's 13 euros i think it's what is it uh, 15 15 us dollars um a month there is so much value you can't you, you only have to play like two games a, a year in game pass and you already get your money's worth um this is ridiculous uh xbox adds like i don't know 10, 15, 20 games each month, big and small. Yep. Uh, it's ridiculous to say that it's not worth your money. Um, that is, is simply not true. Playing track of Yomi right now, uh, awesome game. I would have never bought that, honestly, but I'm enjoying it very much. And this is what you get with Game Pass. You get uh, 
to discover games um, that you normally wouldn't play. You get to play uh, multiplayer games with your friends um, because I remember the pre um, Game Pass ga uh, uh, days where I was in a party with three buddies and then we were like, okay, what are we playing? I want to play this game, but I don't have it. No, I'm not buying this now for 70 euros. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. And you know these kind of discussions, they're all gone with Game Pass. It brings the community together. It lets people play games that they haven't experienced before. And there are so many games dropping into Game Pass day one, like We get a Blake's Tale day uh, uh, Requiem day one into Game Pass. This that's going to be that's a big one. That's going to be big. How awesome is that? Exactly. Yeah, and and there you go. Just with that, just with that, you 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 save yourself 70 euros. That's awesome. It's ridiculous to say that. Uh, it's actually just a narrative that is driven by the fanboys and console warriors, like you said. Um, some people just try to to spin it differently. The, the only thing I, I let count as an argument, I probably expect that it slows the growth of Game Pass. To oh, not dude, dude that's 100%. Red, yeah, that, uh, that absolutely is. And, and, But yeah. it's still worth your money, no doubt. Well, look, there. I, I you know, obviously, we get a chance as podcasters to talk with a lot of people in the community, which is awesome, right? Like, we, we get a chance to interact uh, both on this show, on your guys' shows, throughout uh, the social media spaces. And there were a lot of people that were like, yeah, boom, I'm going to be honest with you. I got Xbox Game Pass because Starfield was going to be in there, and I'm, a, I, and I'm a bit dejected or I'm a bit let down. And I hear you. And that's where that that that's where Zemi's point comes into play, where something like Saints Row, Gotham Knights, uh, there's just there's just a, a multitude of third party games that that if they're not already in the bag with Sony, Microsoft is going to have to make some deals. And, and and is it are they is it a form of desperation? You know, do do do, do these publishers see Microsoft scrambling? Potentially, they're going to have to spend some bucks. Uh, I think Gotham Knights Honestly, is a big one. I would be surprised if if uh, uh, Sarah Bond or Phil Spencer didn't pick up the phone prior to the announcement because yeah. <laughs> you, make, yeah. <laughs> you make these deals before you announce But, something like that. Is, also, this is one these deals may already be in place. We just haven't yeah, heard about true. them because June hasn't true. happened yet. And, and, and so Good Xbox point. may not even be worried in the least bit because they know that they have all of these deals already lined up, all of these yep. you know games coming into Game Pass. And, and sure, they would have liked to have Starfield and Redfall included this holiday. But now, you know, it's not... I mean, it's not the ideal situation. They're not happy with how things, I'm sure, have, put, you know, have played out. But now they just have to rely on those Xbox uh, Game Pass deals even more than what they would have had to previously, which 100%. I think for a lot of gamers is going to be okay. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I, and I think that you bring up fantastic points real quick. Uh, let's see, uh, where is it? I just, I just, I just uh, messaged him. Uh, Pac, uh, Patman Jones actually says uh, that they should try and get Sonic Frontiers to drop. They have a good working relationship with Sega. They're obviously making these big these big games that was announced a couple of year uh last year. Th that's that's another big one. I I'm very it's one of my most anticipated games for this year. I hope it does still release. That would be freaking awesome. Um And, and once again, we, we know that Xbox has been uh, in a lot of conversations in Japan. We know that they've yes. worked out a deal with Sega. Maybe, possibly, it's already uh, planned to release in Game Pass, right? Yeah. These are just things that we just don't know. 
We yeah, unfortunately mm-hmm. we don't know that that another another fantastic point. Let's uh Zemi continue let, let let's continue with Zemi here. Um obviously this is the big hole and you know we don't know what first party games are going to be ready. What if none are ready? And that's that's going to be very unfortunate. There's there's no doubt about it. But with that said, the game pass scenario but not being worth your $15 Folks, understand that, and uh, I don't know why I'm even explaining this. A year of Game Pass is 180 bucks. That's three major games. Take any three games that that are coming that have come, and there there's your subscription on top of everything you already get. I to, to suggest that it's not worth your your 15 a month is foolhardy at best. But Zemi, what are your thoughts on on the narrative that people are trying to push to simply use uh, hate to motivate uh, people to sub their channels? Yeah, I mean, you know, th- this this whole topic has, you know, existed for a very, very long time. Uh, pretty much ever since Game Pass came out, we had people saying, well, it's not worth the money. It's not valuable. And you know what? I will agree that whenever Game Pass first came out, in my 2017, opinion, it wasn't, summer of 2017, it wasn't yeah. Worth- yeah, it wasn't worth the money, right? But as it's evolved, it to me has you know is is worth the money. I think that we're seeing uh, you know an you know increase in people talking you know this narrative and sharing this opinion because of Starfield and Redfall getting delayed. You know, it, I think a lot of you know this conversation right now is just kind of breed uh, has been bred out of anger more than anything. Um, what I will say is that you know you know. The thing that matters the most for a consumer at the end of the day is value. Does a business offer value, you know, to its consumer? And and it's true for any business anywhere, right? You know, for for instance, you know, I am a small business owner. I run a YouTube channel and I also have a small game studio. Boom, you're a business owner as well. Your YouTube channel, Boxing uh, Boxing Burger, as well, right? The value that we offer um, is uh, we create videos. If people enjoy those videos, they're going to watch it. If they don't, then, of course, they're not going to watch it. The, th- the same exact thing uh, can be said for, for Game Pass uh, you know, as a service, right? Each and every single consumer needs to look at uh, the service, and they need to weigh the cons and, and the pros, and they need to look at it objectively. And I think most consumers probably do. Is this service worth $15 or $10 uh, of your money uh, every every month to get access to what you get? And if the answer is yes, then they're going to remain subscribed. And if the answer is no, then they should, uh, you know, definitely unsubscribe, right? So for, for anyone that, you know... You know, for for everyone out there, I mean, everyone's going to look at this and and be able to you know tell right. If someone subscribed and their only reason for subscribing was Starfield, then of course, like, why wouldn't they want to cancel that subscription if nothing else in there interests them? Just cancel it until uh, early next year and then resubscribe, right? Um, it, it, it to me, it's all about value, so, you know. But but value ranges from from player to player and from consumer to consumer. Some people are just not interested in Game Pass and that is okay. That is perfectly okay. And it, you know and and it's okay for them to to spread their opinions as well, I think, right? Um if they're if they're, you know, not happy with the service or if they just don't see value in it and so on and so forth. And once again, it's okay for us to talk about it and and communicate why we think that they're wrong. Um you know, I, I think just the, to, to the crux of the conversation of people using this as, you know, negative news uh, to, you know, 
promote their channels or whatever. I think the way that I think ultimately uh, in certain circumstances, it's okay. Right. It just depends on how it's done. Right. Is it done with class or is it not? Right. Um, but at, at the end of the day, every consumer is going to look at uh, Game Pass, Netflix or any other service, and they're going to weigh um, what they get, the ultimate value that they get versus the amount of money that they pay. And um, they're, they're going to base their you know choices off of that. I don't, I don't think most consumers are going to be basing their choices off of, um, you know, just a just a random YouTuber that's making a video about it, right? I think a lot of people are going to then continue to investigate or eventually they're going to hear other people's opinions about it. So, um, you know, I mean, it's a shame, right? I, you know, I wish everyone loved the, the, all the things that I loved as well. But well, value is subjective. Uh, and it, it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, good, good shout out to a good friend of the program. Uh, Nightwolf3186 drops a very generous $5 hoop chat and says, up, what's up, boom and panel. Have a great show, guys. Also, Jurassic World Evolution out now, out now in Xbox Game Pass. And I saw someone say, well, that's not worth it to you. If that's the case, I hear you. Uh, yeah. if, you know, if, if, don't, if don't subscribe, don't, don't, <laughs> I mean, don't, subscribe. Your money. don't spend your 10 right? or $15 a month. Um, and if you're a Sony guy or gal, they have a service for you coming in June, you can pay $18 a month and you can get all the games. And, and again, their list of, of first party games, strong, super strong, but mm -hmm. I own all those games already. Um, and their older games, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't have a, a reason to play, um, Twisted Metal One or some of their older stuff. I just it just it, it doesn't interest me, and that's fine. You know that that's a that's a really great point that you're bringing in because we've talked about PlayStation services before, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And we've and 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 we've shared opinions about how we don't think it's as valuable uh, as as Game Pass. And you know, I mean that that's a big reason why I haven't subscribed to PlayStation services, and it's a big reason why you have you know you're you you know you haven't subscribed to those same services mm -hmm. as well. Um, it's because it's not valuable to us. So, I mean, it's perfectly okay to not see value in the game pass. Um, every consumer is different. It's just, you know, um, it, it just, it, it's one of those things. Yeah, no, it's, it, 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 again, value, value is subjective and it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, if you, if you are enjoying the amount of games that have been dumped into Xbox game pass, which they have been this year alone, a significant amount then you're enjoying your money's worth. If those games don't interest you and you're not downloading them, well, then that's entirely up to you. Unsubscribe. But let's get uh, VJ's final point. We'll get everyone out of here. Uh, VJ, yep. uh, Game Pass um, is uh, a, a subject that I don't think is going to go away, I, especially now considering yeah. that Sony has their own somewhat um, – yeah. it's not a comparable service. It is mm -hmm. a service uh, that yeah. offers games, older games. A lot of their really – Big AAA games are in there. Um, I think it holds no value because I currently own all of those games, um, and their and, and their eighteen dollars a month is to me it's it's not worth it. Even even at one hundred twenty dollars a year, I, I I would have to find I would have to get it for like eighty bucks. You know, you go to C Keys and it's on sale for seventy nine bucks. Then maybe I consider, but at, at but still it would, it would they have to add some more games like Game Pass does. When you hear people trying to equate that uh, that Game Pass has no value because these two games were delayed, what 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 are your I'm fact? And 
they sort of adopt a sort of um, a, a pejorative and pious demeanor and mindset towards Xbox and its offerings. It doesn't matter what it is, right? It's just, that's just the way it is, right? And you can see evidence of this across social media and yeah. vice versa towards Sony. And and so many have a extremely foggy peripheral vision, right? Or, or view towards Game Pass. It's, uh, I would say it's a self-imposed impediment. And, uh, and, then, and then worse than that, why... Why spew or, or wish this affliction on others, right? That's this is my issue, right? Look, I'm and uh, look, I'm no paragon of virtue, right? Uh, even though Pong Sal would have you, you know, believe otherwise. Cheers, Pong, if you're listening. Yeah, and, I, I had I had to reset. People said I was botting, so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and and Game Pass is um, Game Pass is not perfect. Xbox has never claimed it to be so, and neither of its fans, right? We just said it's value for money, and perhaps, you know. Even Game Pass has longer-term ramifications on the industry, which some have said, some of which has been highlighted on this show, and I'm sure we'll discuss related ideas, but in a mature, healthy way, and uh, and in um, and in good time, right? And again, whether it's Game Pass or seventy-dollar games, I, I sense that I sense that there are those that generally just love or, or have a have a have a highly erotic valuation of their own opinions and of themselves, right? And you know who they are, right? right. I don't know if it was appropriate to use that word, but I'm apologize if it wasn't. So, so I choose not to engage with the perverted like in their ways, right? You're going to have a really tough time drastically altering the perception of disingenuous people, of their opinions, or in fact the world, right? And 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 the only thing you can do, boom, is elevate and raise your own positive frequency and outlook for, for example boom right at the at the close of each show right the teachings your your father shared with you and you in turn kindly share with us helps to aid just that uh, aid just that right goodwill and, and positivity and and i think i think on that note boom I, it's time for a lovely cup of tea cheers yeah no no i mean listen again i i'm never going to tell anyone how to run their channel I, i'm going to say that i'm not going to subscribe to your channel if that's the kind of shenanigans that you're going to push out there uh, listen, I, I don't get paid every time I say Game Pass. I wish I did. I wish I got a quarter every time I said it because, <laughs> quite frankly, I would be loaded. Um, you, you'd say it a lot more too, wouldn't you? I probably would. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> listen, we got the four topics. I, and again, sorry sorry about the, the botting situation. I had a power surge and I kind of froze and I had to reset everything. And thankfully, StreamYards doesn't go down which is why I pay for the private servers and obviously everyone's be able to continue. So apologies for the, the, uh, the, the blip, if you will. Um, but we got the four topics. I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed uh, the chat. We had over 400 people here, which was amazing. There was one particular troll, which I will not render the name, but my God, he made eight different bot accounts to tell us that Xbox sucks again. Not to be a d bag, but reevaluate your life, there, fella. I, 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 it's just really not that serious. You need. I to... just spent that uh, five or six of those accounts from him yes, the other day on you, my channel you. too. I mean, I'm just, it I'm is. Just saying that it's... Get a life, dude. Get a life. You can donate today's super chats to uh, some therapy sessions for the poor. I, you know what? I will give all super chats after Google takes that thirty percent to this poor person's. Uh, mental psyche help. Uh, you you definitely you, de- you definitely need help, or you need to grow up or a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, it's, it, yeah. Look, I'm not again. I'm not going to tell people how to act, but man, you kind of embarrass yourself. You really do to to, to make that many bot accounts to tell me that Xbox sucks. Wow, dude. 
you, you need help. Uh, but listen, folks, that is your show. Thank you so much for spending two hours with us today on the Xbox Factor podcast. Obviously, the rest of the week is loaded with content tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The primetime gaming crew will be back, and we're going to continue this conversation with what is Microsoft's plan B if they actually have one. And we're going to get into some potential managerial questions that some of the people in the in the panel have about you know a better cadence to their first party lineup they need to they need to be better we we are we we deserve better and we're going to get into that and again i can't wait to hear from the rest of the guys who i've hadn't had a chance to podcast with since the news and everyone has such incredible opinions on a weekly basis i'm looking forward to that conversation this thursday 12 p.m eastern standard time i'm going to be sitting down with pong soul to kind of talk about the marvel game that is rumored to be in uh development at zenimax studios as well as and this is a great question is 2023 or bust for xbox game studios well we're going to break that down on what what's going to happen if they can't deliver in that year that's supposed to be the year of years for gaming and of course friday morning breakfast with boom i'm currently putting that story together uh i, I, I mean that 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 um that show together and uh i'm writing this you know the script as we speak that'll be friday morning 10 a.m eastern standard time Let's get to the outros and start first. Welcome them back. Box and Burger. Welcome back, brother. Tell everyone about the new video you just put out. And more importantly, where could they subscribe to your incredible YouTube channel? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me again. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, looking already forward to the show next week. So thanks for having me. Thanks to the amazing chat. We had some awesome discussions in there as well. Um, yeah, and people can find me uh, everywhere on the Box and Burger. Like you said, I just dropped the video the other day. Um, on all uh, the Xbox first-party games and how long they have uh, been in development, actually. Uh, I think this might help some people to speculate what could be shown uh, at the showcase, what could be the backup plan for Xbox this year. If you just look at some facts in how long these games have actually uh, been um, yeah, under development. And of course, on Thursday, um, this week, the world of gaming, my podcast is going to return. I have King David from the Iron Lords as a guest this week. We're going to have some awesome discussions. Um, of course, uh, the Xbox delays will be one of them. Um, but we have some other awesome topics to talk about. Can't wait. That's Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. Central Europe or 7 p.m. UK time. So, yeah, definitely make sure to tune in there. Otherwise, I see everyone next week here on this show. Yes, absolutely, brother. And uh, Zemi Games, sell your brand, but more importantly, sell your game. Where can people check out the newly developed and absolutely astounding Back to School? Uh, it's $5. Where can people go and get that game? And uh, what else you got going on, brother? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I uh, just recently released a game uh, in March, uh, and the game's called Back to School. It's a educational trivia game where the player has to answer uh, challenging primary school questions to see if they're smart enough to uh, graduate uh, elementary school. Um, it, it honestly is uh, very, very challenging, uh, and, and I think it's a lot of fun, and a lot of people do as well. So if you haven't checked it out, and if it does sound like a game like you would be interested in, um, you guys can per uh, currently purchase it on Xbox and Steam for $4.99. Um, 
And if you're looking for, you know, additional information about the game, you can go to uh, www.goldenrodgames.com uh, and click on our games page and uh, all the information about back to school will uh, will be on there. Uh, and then if you guys want to follow my personal uh, Twitter account, it is uh, at Zimmy Games. Um, and I haven't been super active on there here recently, uh, but uh, I, every now and then I do post uh, some, you know, um, some gaming news or uh, just some, you know, like a personal tweet of what I'm up to or, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but boom, thank you so much, man, for the invite. I'm super happy I was able to jump in and uh, talk about all these uh, amazing topics that you had lined up for us. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. And last, no way least, uh, the one that brought the fire today and he even got triggered, VJ. <laughs> Thanks so much, brother. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media. What else you got going on? Uh, not not much, boom. Um, I'm going to chill out for the rest of the day. And um, as always, are you going to go? Play, are you going to go play some? Uh, what, what what are you play, What are you playing these days? Uh, I'm playing um, Contrast, and I'm playing. Um, is it Telltale's A Walking Dead? Nice, uh, after, good, good choices. After, I needed. I need something a little bit more relaching after playing Elden Ring. My goodness! And, and you go to Walking Dead? <laughs> you, you, no, it's just like you know, just read text and press a button. I don't have to sit there with my shield up. Yeah, and my yeah, sword yeah. I get you. And have you finished season one running? yet? Hey, have you finished season one yet in The Walking Dead? Yeah, I think I just finished the first season. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm Oh, you know what? Real quick before Tay Talks, good friend of the program, all the way from the other side of the pond. He dropped a five dollar super uh, a five pound super chat, which I missed. So I'm 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 incredibly embarrassed. He says, in relation to Boxenberger, if Avowed and Hellblade show up, should Starfield gameplay reveal be delayed until potentially next year or November? That's interesting. Uh, I would say yes. Uh, I I would I would say at this point, if you're if you were going to drop these two monster games in its place they should take center stage and starfield should take a back seat uh but that's well, my opinion i am i'm with you uh, i i would love to see it on but honestly if they delayed it because they thought um the game isn't ready to launch and we have another greg situation like with halo infinite are they really gonna show gameplay yeah that's that's Super, super interesting. But again, I'm sure I mean, you talk about I, that with King. I, I think David. that they're going to show something of Starfield. I don't know if it will be yeah, gameplay. Yeah. It may no, be no just a regular trailer, something like that. I they expect, are going to show something. Uh, yeah, they, I expect they, an in-engine, yeah, an in-engine kind of story trailer, something like that. I mm -hmm. expect, yeah, yeah. G good stuff, uh, VJ. Continue your outro, brother. Uh, yeah, no, where can no. people find you on social media? <laughs> Um, you can find me at uh, Viewpoint Gaming on Twitter and obviously um, uh, as, a, as a guest or panel member on, on this show uh, every Tuesday and uh, for which I'm really grateful for Boom and uh, it was nice to see Zemi Gaines it's been a while and Boxenberger it's nice to see have him back as well and hopefully we'll have a it was a really cozy show today but hopefully next week we'll have a full crew back together yes, again and, yeah, um, yeah we, and should again, have, we should have everyone back uh, but listen Big, big thank you to the 400 plus people here. I also want to say a big thank you to all the Super Chats that come in. Uh, as you know, they do power the giveaways that we do. Uh, Mr. Boomstick and I love giving back to the community. We've already did one big away, uh, one giveaway or one big giveaway this year. We got three more coming. Um, and we'll be making the announcements when it's appropriately timed. Uh, and of course, as the year gets bigger, the big one at the end of the year is going to be the uh, the, the the most largest uh, uh, amount that we've ever given away, and uh, we can't wait to do that. But thank you again for that. And, of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something that's important to me, folks, hopefully. 
one day will be important to you. Not something that my dad told us when we were kids. And he said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>